Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. <laughs> the views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, SFL Nation. Welcome to Inside the League with your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano. How y'all doing? I hope you guys had a uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, Thanksgiving with your families and everything else. Uh, for those who know how my Thanksgivings kind of go, you know, I work in retail, so it, nine times out of ten, it's not always the best time of year for myself. But um, this year wasn't as bad as normal. I we had closed Thanksgiving Day, um, so I got to spend some time with my family. Uh, really share that experience with my family and whatnot, which is cool. I think this year was really good. And then I had to grind out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all the way until Thursday to finally get a day off uh, dealing with Black Friday and everything else. So uh, I'm still alive. I'm still alive, and I'm so happy that I'm here tonight uh, to share what's going on. I know there's some games on, too, so if you are joining me while there's an SFL game on, I appreciate you. Um, I really do. And again, um, today's show is going to be a little bit different. So today's outline, we're going to go over some of the SFL M uh, results, standings, everything is, you know, again, there's games being played at the moment. So, you know, you might be hearing this and being like, hey, what's the scores? You're not going to get the scores of this current game, but we'll talk about last week's performances. We'll talk about this current standings before these games make a difference and whatnot. And uh, we will um, deep dive into later on into the show with talking with our director, player personnel, and head coach, uh, Mel Davis, who's going to introduce a special guest this evening. And I think, uh, well, when we get to that interview part, I think, again, the exciting part is how this kind of came full circle. Is somebody who uh, was part of the show week back and is now uh, part of the uh, Portland fleet. So it's very amazing to, to have them tonight. We're going to talk to them about why Portland and, and come back into the shipyard. Cause it's been a while since we got a chance to really talk about the shipyard and whatnot. So without further ado, um, let's talk about some of the things that are happening in the SFL currently. So we have tonight's games that uh, there was a couple that are already played earlier today, and there's some that are playing right in this moment. So, the Madison uh, versus Salt Lake was at 6.30, and that was on uh, Twitch. We have Albuquerque at Birmingham at 6.45, and that was on YouTube. Then uh, the games that are on currently now and will be on in about 15 more minutes, uh, we have Memphis at Ottawa at 9 p.m., and that's on Twitch. And then we have Annapolis at Tacoma, and that's at 9.15 uh, p.m., all these East Coast times, right, uh, on YouTube. So, and this week's bye week was uh, San, uh, San Jose Flight. So, those are the games that are currently on. If you're listening to this and watching, hey, I appreciate you because honestly, you know, I, I do this show every Fridays to really share with my guests and 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 really just have fun and get inside of this league. Um, no pun intended, but what the show is called, right? So, talking about the standings. So, this is again prior to those games. I don't re- I don't know what the actual outcome of the fuel game was versus the Adams. That was a huge game because I was one and two. Uh, not sure how the rest of the games played out, but. The standings prior to these games, we had Birmingham at five and two with Albuquerque Adams five and two, um, both respectively one and two of the uh, SFLM. Number three was Annapolis Navigators at four and three. Ottawa 
Calvary at four and three, and Memphis River Runners at four and three, and Madison Lynx all at four and three. So three to six is basically any kind of like this week's games would really determine how well those go and essentially help us really paint this picture because it could be anybody's game of who's going into the playoffs and who's going to be uh, tonight being their last night. So we have the uh, Salt Lake Rustlers, the only one that three and four, and then the two bottom teams at uh, number eight is Tacoma Grizzlies at two and five, and then we have San Jose Flight, uh, who is actually one and seven and got their win last week. So uh, that's kind of been an amazing um, kind of point when it came down to how these how the standings played out and again it, it kind of shows you how the other games that are playing tonight are going to be playing a factor so let's kind of recap over uh last week's games and um and talk about how those outcomes went and how everything kind of panned out so on these were games that were twenty eighth, uh 2000 uh 2020 uh Annapolis navigators versus uh the albuquerque adams 20 to 33 huge win for the albuquerque adams going against a very strong uh, annapolis team coming off that loss we'll see how they do uh after these games uh the next game was the ottawa calvary versus the madison Lynx. that was 17 to 7 we had the san jose flight uh which ended up being 30 of 17 uh to the memphis uh M- memphis river runners and that was san jose's first win which we talked about uh that last week and then tacoma grizzlies uh 23 to 17 against the salt lake wrestlers so week nine is playing now uh kind of sharing how those games ended up going uh annapolis in the adams game total yards ended up being 452 for annapolis and 506 for the adams three turnovers for annapolis to uh the adams one and the uh defensive leaders at that at that game uh for tackles we had uh for annapolis josh rowe at eight tackles for the adams we had a uh, cyrock black at eight tackles and john stamag mango uh at seven tackles we had for sacks Fortunately, Annapolis didn't have any sacks at that time, and the only sack that was on the field came with the Adams with Cliff Grizzly. Um, interceptions, we had uh, Lynn Jones with one with who plays for Annapolis, and then we had for the Adams, Marco Swift with two interceptions. Big ups to Marco Swift. And then George Torres with one. Offensive leaders in passing, we had for Annapolis, Spencer Gordon with 64%, um, 64.71% completed, 33 out of 51, 389 yards, two TDs, and three interceptions. For the Adams, we had P.J. Slaughter, 64.52, was 20 of 31, 343 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. So um, definitely two quarterbacks who were really slinging the ball there. got two touchdowns, um, but again, for Spencer Gordon, ended up coming up with more, two more uh, interceptions than P.J. Slaughter that game, who only had one. Uh, rushing touch, uh, or rushing leaders, we have uh, Bailey O'Shaughnessy of the Annapolis Navigators. 21 carries, 63 yards, and 3 uh, yards per carry. And then we had Douglas uh, Brown of the Adams, who had 23 carries, 163 yards, 7.1 when it comes to yards per carry, and 1 touchdown. Uh, receiving, we have uh, for Annapolis, Denzel McCray with 7 receptions, 108 yards, and he went 15. 15.4 yards per reception um, in that game. And then we had Guy Clausen, who had eight uh, eight uh, catches, 90 uh, yards, and then was an 11.3 yards per reception for Annapolis. For the Adams, we had uh, Kyle Kenmore with six uh, receptions for 151 yards, 25.2 yards per reception, which is, which is crazy, right? Um, 
and one TD. And then Nate uh, Ritters uh, had nine catches for 148 yards, 16.4 when it comes to yards per catch, and then had one TD. So shout-outs to those two gentlemen um, for the Adams who had a fantastic game when looking at the rest of their uh, peer group. Uh, then the Ottawa versus Madison game, the total yards for Ottawa – was 299 yards uh, versus the uh, Madison Lynx having a a uh, 190. One turnover for Ottawa versus Madison's two. Uh, The defensive leaders in those games for tackles, Ottawa was uh, Emmanuel Blackman with six six tackles. Uh, And then for Madison, we had Ronnie Watson with the phenomenal 11 tackles. And then Julie Julie Valerie at seven uh, tackles, which was a phenomenal job there. And Ronnie will be coming up again afterwards, but he had a uh, tackle for loss as well, so uh, he had a phenomenal game. When it came down to sacks, we had zero on both sides, so no sacks on, uh, recorded on either side of the team, but when it came down to interceptions uh, for Ottawa, Andrew Roche went ahead and got it one interception, and then for Madison, Ronnie Watson, the gentleman who led when it came down to tackles, had one interception as well. When it came down to the offensive leaders, passing, we had Ottawa... Uh, Ottawa's Scar Patterson at a 71.43% with 30 out of 42, uh, 30 attempts with 42 um, uh, out of 42, and then 229 yards, one TD, and one interception. We have Madison's Eric Price at a 50%. He went 16 out of 32, 91 yards, uh, one touchdown, and two interceptions. When it came down to rushing, we had Ottawa's Kevin Mousse at 26 uh, carries, 79 yards, Three, three uh, yards per uh, carry and one TE. And then Madison's Charlie uh, Bulliski uh, had 21 carries for 99 yards, 4.7 year, yards per uh, carry, and then zero touchdowns for uh, Charlie. Uh, receiving, we had Ottawa's Deuce Finnick at eight uh, receptions, 80 yards, 10 yards per reception, and then he had one TD. And for Madison Lynx, we had uh, two players this time that I wanted to mention. We have Maximus Blue with five receptions for 39 yards, 7.8 yards per reception. And the only TD that happened actually from uh, Kay Mar- uh, Marion, who had the only touchdown uh, for Madison. Now we're going to talk about the San, uh, San Jose Flight versus the Memphis uh, River Runners. That game, when you look at the total yards and everything, was really close. But total yards was... Uh, 370 for San Jose flight versus the Memphis 325. No turnovers for San Jose, one for Memphis. Uh, when it came down to the defensive leaders and tackles for San Jose, we had Devin King with nine tackles and Monte Wyatt with seven tackles. And for Memphis, we had uh, Maverick Hughes at nine tackles and Mike Ryan with eight tackles. So uh, shout out to them in sacks. We had zero recorded from San Jose. Uh, but in Memphis, we had Max Knight, the DT, have two um, sacks that game. Interceptions for San Jose, we had Monte Wyatt with one. And then for Memphis, we had zero uh, interception when they came down to that side of the uh, that stat. Offensive leaders, we have passing San Jose's Colin Pierce with a 91.30%. 21 of 23, 277 yards, one touchdown. Really fantastic job when it came down to Colin Pierce with his performance. And for Memphis... Tommy Utah's was uh, went 50, uh, 58.33%, uh, percent, 28 out of 48, uh, 292 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Rushing, San Jose's Jimmy Hazard had 27 carries, 
for 142 yards, 5.3 yards per uh, carry, and one touchdown. In Memphis, uh, G.P. Wells had 13 carries, 33 yards, 2.5 yards per carry, and one touchdown. When it came down to receiving, uh, we had uh, Will Todd with six receptions, 112 yards, uh, uh, 18.7 yards per reception, and one TD. And for Memphis, we had Michael Hammer uh, Hammer. Junior, I think it was, at seven uh, receptions for 93 yards, 13.3 yards per reception, and one TD. Uh, when it came down to the last and final game, which was Tacoma versus Salt Lake, uh, Tacoma put up total yards of 382 yards versus Salt Lake's 433. Turnovers was two and two, so both sides had some turnovers. Defensive leaders uh, in tackles ended up being for Tacoma, uh, R.D. Smith with 10 tackles and Keenan Samuels uh, with nine tackles. For the Salt Lake wrestlers, we had uh, Christopher Magle with six tackles, Gerard Brody at six tackles, and Janelle Ritter at six tackles. Uh, when it came down to facts, we had um, Exodus O'Brannon, O'Brannon, sorry if I mispronounced that, with one sack. In the Salt Lake Wrestlers, I did not have anybody who was um, put down for a sack for the Salt Lake Wrestlers. Interceptions, we had on both sides. Uh, Tacoma had uh, R.D. Smith down for one, and Cody Griffin down for one. And for the Salt Lake Wrestlers, there was two turnovers. Could not see where those two turnovers came from. But whoever got them, shout out to you. Uh, when it came on the offensive side, in passing, we had Jay Crew at, at, at uh, 55.10, 27 out of 49 attempts, uh, 323 yards, two TDs, and two interceptions. The Salt Lake Wrestlers um, quarterback actually had so different. And I messed up with uh, Memphis's quarterback situation. My bad. I must have missed got that information so whoever the quarterback is i do apologize memphis for giving you guys the wrong but what tommy utah ended up going um was 71 yards of 67 43 out of 60 340 uh yards one td and one interception now uh when it came down to rushing we had uh brad jones of the tacoma uh grizzlies uh end up doing 17 carries 57 yards, 3.4 yards per carry, and one TD. For the Salt Lake Wrestlers, we had Brooke Bissell at 28 uh, carries, 90 yards, and then 3.2 yards per carry with zero touchdowns. Receiving, we have uh, Tacoma, Chris Lee with 12 receptions, 183 yards, 15.3 yards per reception, and one TD. Had a fantastic game. And Ziggy uh, Hornick, um, four receptions. 80 yards, 20 yards per carry, uh, yeah, per carry, and then uh, per uh, reception, sorry, and one TD. And then for the Salt Lake Wrestlers, Kelly Brown, 11 receptions, 110 yards, 10 yards per reception, and one TD. And Kensington Ellington, the price, with 10 uh, receptions, 117 yards, 11.7 yards per carry. That's how your, your game and your stats kind of went about for those games. Um, honestly, honestly, those games determine how these games really plan out, right? At the current standings of what the um, what they're trying to accomplish right now with the SFLM is, is going to the playoffs and, and having its championships. And this will be the first time, honestly, that I think Birmingham really had a shot versus last season, right? Um, Birmingham didn't have the, the greatest season last season and bounced back and is now number one uh, when it comes down to the SFLM. Uh, Albuquerque having a huge opportunity to if Birmingham cannot go through because that's the game that they were playing earlier 
uh, the Adams versus Birmingham, this is going to be a huge determining game of who's going to get that bye week and who's going to go into that championship. Um, so it honestly gives a great perspective on how this can fall today, right? Annapolis winning, Albuquerque losing. Could change this from um, the current standings now where Albuquerque dropped to three, Annapolis drops to second. Whatever the case may be, very interesting how these games will pan out. And again, San Jose um, having their bye week this week and being one at seven. Pretty sure they're 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 not looking in the playoffs this season. But again, having one win, congratulations. I know that was huge for the San Jose flight when it came down to um, those situations. So moving right along, we are now in free agency period. Okay. Um, last time we talked two weeks ago, we were in the resigning period and we kind of spoke about what that means, right? So players who were previously with our team, they were able to now resign with us and uh, get their contracts in before we had the ability to talk to free agents. And I told you that that we had started the free agent period and uh, and going through and, and, and trying to see evaluate needs via free agency or were we going to go into the draft and really figure out what we were able to find. And I think, again, when you're in those type of situations, you try to look for players who honestly understand the vision, right? Uh, Understand what you're trying to accomplish and know that it's not going to happen overnight, right? Um, And then understand that when it is there, that loyalty to maintain that and keep that and continue growing. I think, honestly... Uh, plays a huge factor um but we have free agency happening and and that's kind of the exciting part and why today we'll have a welcome to the shipyard um segment where we can get to know the new player and i think it like i told you earlier in the show honestly this is this is pretty exciting because you now have like kind of like this full circle situation and i and i want the free agent that we signed to go ahead and share the story because I think it's quite interesting, right? And that's why I say it's full circle. This person had been on the show previously, and I want to do their introduction, right? Like I do for every guest that joins me on the show. But I just think that when I'm reflecting at, at it as a general manager, and I look at it, and I'm like, man, it's crazy how everything kind of pans out, how things end up working in your favor, where you 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 feel like you got a a, a you feel like you, you by doing this, what I do to get to meet people, it allowed me to meet some great players who eventually, um, like in this situation, ended up being part of us and also being a part of an interview. So I think that's awesome. But a lot of free agents, you know, again, this is the period where people are signing with other teams. And I don't know if I can tell you that there's much of a surprise in my book, right? Um, I think in my book... I don't want to say it's gone the way I expected, right? The big news was where was Jalen Wells of the Sioux Falls Sparrows going to land? He comes out of nowhere talking about, hey, you know, I'm going to be now testing for agency to now being the running back of the San Diego Mavericks. And it's, it's, I think that's one of the bigger news stories to come out, I think. I want to say Carolina's signings were very huge too because the three signings were very known players within the league, and we'll talk about that afterwards. Uh, I think again, we in, in Arizona had some great moves with TJ Punk replacing um, 
uh, Bovine from from Arizona. Now his move over to Las Vegas, and that move to Las Vegas made another player move around in um, in uh, Garrison Blue ended up going to Louisiana. So I don't know if I really want to say there's much surprises. I think the surprise was more around hey, uh, people were moving. People were moving around and people were looking to see who ended up being that 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 big signing. I think DC got a huge signing with uh, Kanye Rockefeller going to DC. I thought that was a, a, a great move. I think seeing a someone come out of retirement in Denzel Maverick um, coming through and playing for San Diego, that was huge. And we just talked about Jalen Wells going there with uh, Optimus Klein making the move over to uh, tight end. And then you have uh, Connor Weston and his brother Ryan Owens both going over to be the, the wide receiver. So that's very interesting to see where that goes. Uh, Wyo, Anthony Wyo from um, from the Arizona Scorpions ended up going to um, Louisiana. That was a huge signing. I know uh, Lone Star was trying to replace uh, Thomas Smith, uh, and they got their replacement in Bo uh, Martin Jr. from London coming through and also snagging Greg Soto. Um the phenom in Chicago ended up going to another, uh, going to Lone Star, and being their offensive quarter, coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know Shabazz uh, Synergy, hopefully I said that right, is is the quarterback coming out of retirement. Darren Storm went back to London after a, a you know state with uh, Louisiana, um, so that was a huge move. And also St. Louis's quarterback, who was their head coach at one time is now um, with another team. And I think, again, that, honestly, 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 I was shocked about because I honestly did not expect that move to happen. I thought, you know, that move would have been something, you know, nobody expected it. But now uh, St. Louis is looking for a quarterback, and their quarterback ended up going to San San Diego. Uh, You have Kendra Hall who has left her team and gone to Vancouver with Gerald. Uh, and goodness gracious, Gerald, I always mess up on saying your name. But Gerald G um, is now with Vancouver. Last stint was in uh, Chicago, which we now know Chicago has moved over to uh, Los Angeles. And there were some huge signings there too, right? Some folks that um, we expected to see come through. I think the huge move for, um, I think DC's backfield is going to be, interesting with Kanye Rockefeller and Jack Russell. I, I think I'm very excited to see that. Not sure where Kanye is from, but I know Jack Russell is a DC native. Um so that's excited to see him go there. We talked about the Carolina signings and how uh those are huge, right? So we have going to Carolina, our old uh outside linebacker in Amon takes um going over there and we know uh, Amon did g- good things for us over here in uh, in Portland, so that was it's great to see him going to Carolina. I know he'll do great things over there as well. Kane Vasquez, uh, the strong safety, going over to Carolina was huge, and you know he's gone from a couple teams, but he is a vet that is known throughout, right? And then um, Xander Gold, uh, my previous QB and GM of of the uh, New Orleans Pharaohs. Uh, is now part of the Carolina Skyhawks. Uh, Xander Gold went over there. So I think that was pretty huge. And then TJ Punk, like we said before, 
going to Arizona was great. Uh, they also got their replacement in their in their cornerback. Um, so again, free agency surprises were there, and I, I was hoping tonight would be another drop. Right, I think we all are patiently waiting to see who's the next uh, person who may, you know, be be that next big signing, right? Uh, where people did not expect to see. Um, with everything being so hush hush, this is kind of where you get that exciting part where you're like, oh man, who's getting signed and who's getting where, and then you kind of see things unfold. And 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 currently with the current climate you kind of see how the draft ends up panning out and that's the interesting part right like that's the part that i'm also intrigued in to see okay what teams may be um you know signing players there's a couple teams that signed their whole team back so they either signed their whole team back or they the people that were announced filled up their roster and now their roster is set so knowing that and then knowing that the draft is only going to be three rounds it's going to be really huge to um, to kind of see exactly how, how everything plays out, right? Or, or whatever rounds it ends up being. So um, I think, again, it's exciting times. And, and I think there was surprises. I think the biggest surprise for me, we're going to talk about signing surprises before we bring on Mel Davis, before we get to the actual person we signed. I think the surprise for me was DC going with, a, uh, I, I'm not sure if this is. I know this is a creative player, uh, but not sure if this is a owner player or whatever the case may be. But Suge Tara Targaryen, Targaryen, Targaryen. Hopefully, I, I, I miss. I don't mispronounce it too too bad. But um, a running back uh, at a uh, 68.45. Now that is on the on the lower spectrum. Um, for context, um, the least rated player in the SFLM is like at an 83. So it is, if you take in the context of a player who hasn't probably been in the SFLM as long, is at an 83, then that should give you perspective on signing a running back at a 68.45. Now, we don't know the game plan. Lord Destro has, has won games before. Right, um, you know, he won uh, the season five championship, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but you know, you see them having, you know, again investment in the backfield with Jack Russell and and Kanye Rockefeller. I can see that they're going to have that pretty much locked down. And then what this move is showing us is it could potentially be leading towards a more pass-heavy type of offense. Now, if that's the case, cool. He knows what he's doing. He's already won a championship before, and he has brought back some um, names from yesteryears uh, to come in and compete for him, as well as bringing in uh, uh, ex-coaches of his that that done really well and and have won within this 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 whole league. So, just seeing everything unfurl and see everything kind of play a part, and there was people also too who got. Um, moved into spots that I, I think folks didn't expect, right? Like uh, Ray Bentley going for fullback. Um, I'm pretty sure many didn't expect that. Uh, Chad Rowland went ahead and, and brought out his player. Now is playing for London. So, you know, that's that's somebody who who hasn't much moved positions, but moved teams. 
Um, Las Vegas, Doug Britton went from being a fullback to wide receiver, so shout-outs to him. Um, it, I think those are also fun, too, seeing how teams are adjusting and moving people around, um, you know, to either fill a gap, right? Like, you, we see it with us, right? Uh, we, we took our nickel um, DB and, and moved them over to free safety, and that ha- was awesome because, honestly, Bob is a person who who really lives and breathes Portland, and now he has an opportunity to start as our free safety. So that's going to be very exciting right next to Shot Allen, which was our pick last year, who um, I'm telling you is going to explode on the scene. Um, just the way he, he did a great job his first rookie season and really hoping to see that growth and move in that progression and everything else. But you see that kind of move, and he moved into a more of a position of need, which allowed us to look at other avenues um, based on what we decided to do in the draft. So I think when you start seeing this free agency and you start seeing how things pan out, then you start realizing how this draft potentially can go. And I think there's going to be surprises. And I think there's going to be surprises on how the draft, who will be selected where and when and and, and how that will play out. Um, but when, when we get to that draft period, when we get to that position where we end up Getting to that scene, I think I think that's where we'll see what ends up happening when it comes down to the draft itself. But I'm I'm very excited to see um, how everything goes. And like I said, not many surprises from there. We also did see uh, Fox Highwind leave and go over to Mexico, um, coming from London. So that's another huge signing that I feel like again, um, you know, kind of just it makes free agency exciting. And I know. For rookies, it may be a little bit frustrating, and this is where I talk about before in a couple shows on you knowing what you want to do, right? If you feel like, hey, I want to stick with this position that I'm currently in now, then again, if you don't get drafted, it's okay. It's okay to go back and back into the minors, right? There's no cap, um, and when a team needs you, a team will, will use you, right? And uh, you'll still be able to be your player until somebody needs you and brings you in and and you finally find your team. And it's nothing wrong with that. And um, if you are selected, then again, it depends on what you want to do. If you really want to be part of this league, then listen to some what, what some of these teams may want to do and see if it fits what you want to do, right? Um, if the position doesn't matter as much. But if the position means a lot more to you, then stick down into the minors it doesn't hurt you're still part of a team you're still part of an organization you still can help others in the sense of getting into this league um and being you know sure that that's what you you want to end up doing so this is the time where we get that information this is the time where we get to see these plans unfurl and see you know, how we're going to get certain things going. So with that being said, we didn't get Mel Davis on tonight. Maybe he'll be joining us a little bit later, but um, in true fashion, because this person now is when we're introducing somebody to the show, but also we, we need to make sure we do this in true Portland flat fashion. So before we get started, Let's go ahead and listen to our Portland unofficial official um, fight song. Um, And then we'll introduce our new signee, our new player, correctly into the show.
So without further ado, I think it would be remiss of me to not do the fellow welcome to the shipyard call to not have everything done in the right fashion. But we have our new player that we signed, and I would like our new player to introduce themselves. So if you're li- you're now your mic is unmuted, introduce yourself to your f- new fan base. Good evening. Uh, my name is Khalil KT Thomas, and I am the new linebacker for the Portland Fleets. How you doing, Nelson? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Right. Um, this news, it's one weight off of my shoulders. Right, because now we can finally talk about it. We finally can um, and speak about it. And I think it'd have been a, it's an awesome welcome to the shipyard segment to get you on here, right? Because I, I kind of dropped hints earlier in the show saying that it was somebody who was on my show at one step, you know, at one time. And look at that full circle. You are now part of our organization and you are a new linebacker. Um, coming in for us right and and it, that there's a also transition for you right moving from dn to linebacker um but it's exciting to have you now part of the organization and um again i think this is just an awesome way of, of getting everybody back into it you're part of that 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 free agent that happens to really find the right people to to believe in our vision so it's awesome to have you uh kt and 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 honestly, I don't know if you caught it, but did you see they misspelled your name when they uh, <laughs> when they mentioned the signing? Yeah, yeah. It's, my name is spelled oddly for what people think is K H A. It's really K A H. But I mean, listen, I'm I'm so used to it. That's where the K T came from. The K T was just like me, like you know what, misspellings, mispronunciations. Just call me K T. We'll call it even. Yeah, and it now it's just gonna be K T. But I always like folks to know you know, your full name and then understanding the KT portion. But again, you know, it's it's awesome to have you along. I think kind of given that back inside, you know, Portland, right? Since your interview, it, it really stood out to us, right? And um, I'll let you tell the story, of course, but, um, you know, kind of what attracted you to Portland. But, you know, I think stemming from the interview to being able to talk to you and everything else and seeing what you wanted to be able to accomplish with what we wanted to be able to accomplish. I think it was awesome on what we, we, we ended up being able to sign you and really invest with you as a, as, as a player. Cause you always said, Hey Nelson, I want to be in one location and grow with that location and get better with that location. So I think we all see eye to eye in that picture because we, like we always say we invest in our players. Our players aren't just, you know, the ratings, right? Nobody came and said, hey, K- KT's coming over here being the, you know, rated 80 and all this other stuff. No, it's who you are as a person with the, what we see on the field. And you can not you can see it now, you know, some simmings, but before you couldn't see your sims, but you were doing very well in your sims, right? And being in places mm-hmm. that we need yeah. you to be in, being in, 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 in the role that we need you to be in, I think it's very exciting to see how everything came to be. But again... This is about you, KT. So what attracted you to Portland? Uh, well, obviously, um, I was a rookie last year. started my career um, with the Chicago Wildcats, who are now they moved to L.A., new ownership. Um, and, you know, obviously, I think your listeners know what happened with the 
Chicago franchise. And mm-hmm. um, I came out of that just knowing that I, I, I needed a change. Um, and honestly, um, I, you know, Jacob contacted me. Uh, I actually contacted Jacob first. I heard the mutual, um, a mutual acquaintance that, uh, you know, hit Jacob up. I know they're looking for a linebacker. And um, we started talking. And actually, I think the conversation that you and I had also played a role, too, because I think just talking to you and that first time we spoke on your show was like, okay, this is a, this is a good friend. This, this seems, you're, you know, you're general manager of this team. I'm like, this is a cool dude. This could be a fit. So me and Jacob spoke. And honestly, you know, the one conversation we had really kind of sealed the deal. And I really didn't talk to anyone else. They didn't take any other meetings or anyone else. I felt like from that one conversation I had with Jacob and I felt like that one conversation that he really got it. And he he really got what I was looking for and he told me what you guys were looking for. And like you said in your opening just now, it seemed like our ideals kind of matched where yeah. you want people who's going to grow with the team and I want to be on a team where I'm going to grow. I don't want to be um, I think I used the phrase one time with you last time, uh, a mercenary, and just move from team to team to team, yeah, and just do that. I want to be at one team, you know, full time, and I want to grow. I want to be one team grow to be an all star one day. Yeah. So um, that conversation really jolted it, and we kept talking. I know you and I talked. I spoke, spoke to my linebacking mate Mel Davis as well, and it, you know, it became. Um, but it is now, and now I'm part of the fleet. Yeah, and, and and that's the part that's. I feel like you know again, I I know people aren't going to see that maybe that signing and understand it, but for us, when we signed you, we signed you because of who we see you exactly the relationship, the conversations we have. Um, we love the family, man. Right. Um, every time we talk to you, it's always you know you got your family and you're doing something with the house and everything else and. It's like you fit who we are because we're family people, right? Like, you know, I got my wife, my uncle's over here laid out on the futon, just chilling, right? Like, we are family people, and we saw you also are a family person, and you really fit the type of people we were. So I felt like, again, it was very huge matrimony, right? And then when you did your interview, um, I'm going to be honest, for me, it's when that really spearheaded to say, if this guy is interested in coming to Portland, like we really do need him because your interview spoke on who you were as a person, as well as a player. And, and, and we really connected on that. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, well, it's one of those things where I felt like, and once again, we all share the same ideals. We all share, have the same ideas and, you know, just talking, not just to you, but also to Jacob, it, you got that feel. Not to mention only that you guys it's a good group of guys. You guys have fun, but the ultimate goal you guys have is to win. And I think that's what a lot of teams sometimes miss. It's not all about the championship. It's not all about winning. It's about growing together and having a good team chemistry. And I felt yeah. that from talking to you and talking to Jacob as well. Yeah, that was the huge thing, right? And, and, I, and I wanted to make a locker room that you didn't feel obligated to be something you weren't, right? Like everybody in our locker room is a is a family man, right? So they're not gonna sit on Discord all day, but you will have such a supportive and understanding locker room that when the times are tough, you have teammates who build you back up, and you have leadership mm-hmm. who is there next to you watching the games, 
and sharing the experience of how we're feeling it just like you are. When we're in the downs, your front office, your your owner, your head coach, your everybody is together with their players dealing with the same emotions and everything, right? And that builds that bond, that brotherhood, that and, and it really makes it more immersive when you watch the games. And I think that adding you into that that mix is, is what we're excited about because you bring such a, again, charismatic self, but at the same time, too, you are who you are. I never felt you be anybody different, and, and I think that's what I enjoy the most is, you know, you're, you're bringing in something new to Portland in the sense of being more of that locker room person that I feel we kind of need, but at the same time, too, you're not always there. Gonna, like, you're not going to see at 3 in the morning somebody blowing up your phone. It won't happen. Uh, we understand how it works, but that's that's what I'm really excited about. So, how was the free agent process for you? Like, um, I know you said, "Hey, I didn't talk to nobody after that." But the whole free agent process for you, how was it? Um, were you frustrated at times, you know, or or were you kicking back, saying, "Hey, whenever the day is day, they announce it's cool." Like, how was that whole process for you once you started saying, "Hey," to um, to returning back to the now Los Angeles Lichens? Um, I mean, it, it, going into the, I mean, this wasn't my intention when I started last year. My intention was to be, you know, with Chicago Wildcats for a long time. So having to make the decision of wanting to be uh, going to free agency and, you know, I spoke to, um, I spoke to Cam about it and, you know, he said, hopefully, you know, he, he said, you know, I get it. Um, so it was kind of like a, a new thing and with those kind of unexpected things to even have to do it. That wasn't my intention. Um, so going into it, I really didn't know what to expect. But I know myself um, and my buddy Ben, who I did the show with, I'll see me through Chicago. We're both in the same boat. We're like, so, so what happens now? Like, what do we do? Where do we go? Um, so it was frustrating at first because I really didn't know the process, really didn't know what's going on. Um, but like I said, when I spoke to Jacob and you and I spoke on your show and um, – I think the process got a little bit easier and it became a lot easier when I had a conversation. And I, to me, I'm like, this is, this is where I need to go. And that's when free agency became like, this, this is where I want to go. No matter what, this is where I want to go. And, you know, all the other teams in the league are really good teams. They run really well. And, you know, I respect the owners. I respect all the players. But from those initial conversations, in my head, free agency was over. That was it. I'm going, I'm going to Portland. And that's how I felt. No, you know that that's something that I take a lot of pride in because I've always wanted to make Portland a destination, right? And uh, I always talk about player experience, and you know, hopefully, you've been through the experience of like when we went through creating your contract, right? Like we created your contract, we spoke with you, um, and and I felt like that kind of solidified everything, right? And then you got to see the process of. Um, of, of kind of how we do things, right? So we do things a little bit differently. You got on a call with myself, Mel, and, and, and Jacob, right? And we kind of walked you through how your progression will look and, you know, your thoughts and what you liked and what you wanted to be. And again, you know, we, we try to make this as, as, as comfortable as possible because, you know, like I tell everybody my story, when I came into the league, it wasn't the most comfortable as possible. I came into a locker room that nobody said, hey, what's up, or welcome, or anything, right? Um, I wasn't 
actually introduced to anything. You know, I was a non-contracted player, so I didn't get, I didn't even know, like, I just had my name on the screen and I would be trying to find me during plays and see if I actually made a play, which nine times out of 10, I probably didn't. Um, and it ended up being more of uh, of an experience that I didn't want to feel, like, I felt alienated, honestly. And, and it, that was the next season. I was like, do I even want to come back? And, you know, New Orleans sold the team. So I was just like, okay, you know, um, I guess it's not really a place for me. And I just remember one day seeing the locker room thing, everybody saying bye, and then boom, kicked off. So honestly, you know, seeing how we are and how we do things in Portland, I was hoping that that would, that would really get you to feel very, even more excited and more of that investment because you actually saw us take the time to call you, walk you through. We shared screens. We show you how each week is going to come out. And your whole plan is set for the whole season. So you now have this more comfortable experience where you still have life, right? You have your daughter. You have, you know, all this going on. But you can still have that life and still have the predictability of knowing when you're going to games or when you have to progress, when everything is happening. So hopefully that's what really got you excited, too, was, how I mean, much. that was, I mean, that, I mean, that definitely played a role. I'm not, not to cut you off. That played a role because, you know, my first year, I would, I didn't know all of the stuff that you guys kind of talked me through. I was just doing my progressions and, you know, obviously the GM would tell me what, what, what I'm progressing based on what the team needed and I understood that, but it wasn't, really wasn't explained to me what it all means and how to do it and why we do it this way and why these point values are so important here and, you know, after week four, week five, you get the bonus point. So that was never really explained. So getting kind of that breakdown, you know, on a Saturday afternoon where I'm like, I'm, tell me more. Like, I, I want to know more about this. Like, let me know. That really told me something, too. Like, they're not just like, okay, you're just another cog in the wheel. You know, we, you, we want you to be part of this, too, and know, and actually know the rationale and, and, and the why of why we're doing all this. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're all of us being on the same page and us all being able to, you know, uh, uh, really kind of sell that experience to you, I think was really huge on what we were trying to be able to accomplish. Um, now, for folks that don't know, you were the end for Chicago and now making that transition to linebacker for Portland. So uh, what made you choose that, that change from the end to linebacker? Um, I mean, growing up, linebacker was always like a position I looked at. And, you know, being a Giant fan, Lawrence Taylor was one of my players growing up. That was, that was my guy. Um, guys like Antonio Pierce who also played for the Giants. Guys like James Harrison, um, James Farrier back in the day for the Steelers. Those are the type of my type of guys I really like watching. Um, so DN is fun, and I enjoy getting at the quarterback. But also, like, at the end, you know, you, you only get into the action so much. And I feel like mm-hmm. either you're sacking a quarterback or you're not doing anything. So I feel like based on what I like and based on what the type of players I've always loved watching, I felt like it was time to make that change and get more into the action. So I was like, I'm like, I want to hit. <laughs> I want to hit some guys and be in little plays. And I feel like at the end, it's kind of difficult to do that unless there's like a lot of dropping back, which I know a lot of DNs in the league doesn't really do a lot of dropbacks. Like a lot of DNs usually rush. So yeah. I just want to get my head in there and kind of – just get it going and it just pops to people. Yeah. And again, I think it, it really does bring in that role, you know, is a, is a huge role for, for Portland going through free agency and, 
and having Amon takes leave and then have Frank Champion um, retire, I think we got a great player to really fill in those gaps of two veterans ending up now making his own story and being one of the great linebackers with our middle linebacker, Mel Davis. Now, before we continue, though, we do have a bandwagon of, of, of folks tonight who are on the show. I do want to say something. So um, in, in, in true fashion, I normally would welcome to the shipyard really quickly, but I have Mel Davis on the line. And I have uh, our owner, Jacob Bovet, on the line as well. So, hey, gentlemen, how's it going? Is that good? All right. Hey, guys, what's hey, going on? What's that happening? So, what's going on? I know, um, I know we wanted to uh, uh, kind of welcome in uh, Khalil, KT, right? Um, gentlemen, the floor is yours mm-hmm. before we and him continue on uh, talking about what what made him come to Portland, but yeah. Well, Katie, I, I just want to step out as, as your uh, fellow linebacker brother and say welcome to the team, welcome to the club. Excited to have you, man, and looking forward to great things. Uh, and, 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 you know, you starting out your career, I pretty much just started mine out, what, year before last, or two seasons ago now. Time does fly. But, hey, man, welcome to the team. And we're, we're happy to Thanks, have you. I appreciate it. Look forward to just amazing things, brother. Amazing things. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, by all means, hey, man. K- by all means. Hey, KT. It's Jacob here, man. I want to I wanna welcome you to the uh, shipyard. I know it's been a, a long, grueling offseason for you. You know, we, uh, we, we we flew the airplanes out to you. We, we, we had to hide you up in our, our <laughs> penthouse suite here in, in Portland and uh, had to really keep it undercover and... Uh, and under wraps, hopefully housekeeping was good for you. It was. They, they treated me really well. They knew I was, it was a long wait, but they made sure I was taken care of. All right, cool, man. I, I just want to welcome you to the uh, no-fly zone, the uh, de- the uh, defense of uh, all defenses, and uh, par- pairing you up with a, a veteran. No two seasons really isn't a veteran. But uh, in, in my eyes, Mel Davis is, is uh, one of the best linebackers in the league. So uh, to uh, pair you up next to him, man, I, I can't wait to uh, see you grow and, and uh, just, just welcome. And if there's anything that I can do for you, um, I will bend over backwards to uh, get it done for you. Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for welcoming me. I appreciate it. You're welcome, sir. So again, right, uh, KT, you know, the, the great thing about the organization is is the alignment between ownership, you know, the front office, the coaching staff, everybody's on the same page. And to know that this is all a unanimous decision, not a, hey, there was any kind of, um, that's how we've done everything is everything being unanimous. This is so amazing to have everybody to be able to welcome you correctly over to uh, the organization and feel that already part of of the brotherhood or the family atmosphere that we've been able to create. Yeah, and I definitely, you know, like I said, I definitely felt that from my first conversation, Jacob, all the way till tonight. So I definitely, I definitely appreciate this and the welcoming and the the, the, the confidence that you guys have in me to hopefully help you guys win a championship. Oh, definitely. 
definitely from there. Uh, Jacob and Mel, do you guys have anything else to add before um, me and KT kind of continue our conversation? Let's get to work, baby. Let's get to work. That's what I got there. Let's go. Get that championship. Now, you, that you, you, you are in my head, I swear. It's like a, you got Kendrick here in the office, brother. But uh, it, is time, it, it is time to uh, get to work, and you are just one more brick in the foundation of the Portland fleet, KT. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Let's get to work. I'm ready. Let's go. Man, how much bricks have been have been uh brought up these last few days. So uh <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming into the shipyard. Oh, wow, um, you know, uh it's always a pleasure. And if you guys stay on, cool. If you don't, I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, we'll hang out. Hey K T, we'll talk soon, man. Take it easy, okay? Have a good night. Uh, have a good one. Have a good weekend. All right, brother, you too. All right, so KT, you were welcomed in from your welcome committee. You got love from your um, teammates when you came into the locker room. So hopefully you do feel like Portland has really stood behind you and is really excited to see what you do, not just this season, but going into future seasons as well. Now, for the folks, your new fan base, right, your potential fans that will be your fans and buying the KT jerseys and whatnot, uh, what do you bring to the art organization? What did you bring to Portland with you that you would love fans to know? Uh, I just want it's just someone who plays hard, someone who, you know, is always up. You know, teams go through ups and downs. You know, you're always you have someone on your team, and fans have someone to root for that is always going to work hard, play hard, but also always kind of look at the bright side and try to keep it positive because, you know, things are never as bad as it seems. And I think that's what you have to bring to a team, especially a team like us where, you know, it's a, it's a younger, it's a young team and there's going to be bumps in the road. And I think it's going to be on us as players to kind of keep, keep control of of our emotions, good or bad. And just, you know, I guess the phrase is act like you've been there, whether you're losing or you're winning. So I think I'll, yeah. I'll bring that to the table and bring that to the organization and, uh, and hopefully that helps us get to a championship because that's the ultimate goal that I think we all have on Portland is to win. Yeah, and it I, everything kind of like I always talk about consistency. That's what I'm trying to create at, at the end of the day. You know, and, and the job that I do, which is managing people and all this stuff, right? You always talk about being consistent. You don't want to have a one season where you were the hotness and then the next season you fall. Right, like you don't ever want that to be the case. You want to create consistency where you're always a, always in the competition, you're always competing, and you're always in the mix, regardless of the situation. So, um, you know, regardless whether who you play or who's in, and who's not, you are going to win that game, or you're going to always be in that consideration. You're always going to be a contender. So it's 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 awesome to kind of feel when you bring people in who have that same vision and have that same understanding. It's amazing because you kind of feel like you're talking to yourself in a sense and, and talking to somebody you may have known forever because you have the same values and viewpoints and everything else. So I think what you bring to the table is going to be something very refreshing and something that, again, is not just a on-the-field thing, but also what you bring to the organization and your experiences that you have with doing your own show, right? Um, 
which will save some news for future dates uh, with that information. So um, I know you talked about some of the people who were your influences, but did you model your your player after now that you moved to linebacker? Did you model your player after anybody specific, whether in the league or outside the league? Uh, I, I went back to I went back to what I grew up with. I went back to Lawrence Taylor. Um, I, I chose number fifty six. Um, Lawrence Taylor is one of those all around linebackers that can not only cover, that can not only rush the passer, can stop the run. He was an all around running back that could do everything, and that's that's kind of what I am aiming to be as a linebacker. Obviously, this year's going to be a little difficult because I'm changing from DN to linebacker, so it's a big position change. But that's ultimately, I want to be an all-around linebacker. You see someone like Amel Davis, who I'm playing alongside, he's an all-around linebacker. He's someone that I think can do all three facets, stop the run, cover the pass, and rush the quarterback. And I kind of see that, and I kind of be the same way. So definitely Lawrence Taylor is that, that kind of inspiration of like, okay, if I'm going to make the switch, that's who I want to be. And, you know, if I can get to that point and you have like someone like Amel Davis on the other side, Offense better look out in the league. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's what I'm excited about to see is how each and every one of you guys play with each other. And um, I think some of the animations, too, that Mel has could be a benefit to um, others around him. So uh, that would be awesome, like I said, when, when we see it. And we're going leading up into the season, we are going to have, like, again, times where we'll have all the team together. So you guys can kind of talk one another, get a feel on how game days seem like, right? Because, again, it will be a simulation, right? It'll be it'll be a sim of, of some kind of game, but it gives you guys a feel on how everything kind of goes, right? Get folks comfortable because you don't want to be game one, everybody just in the same room and don't know how the room really, you know, kind of feels in a sense. So this gives everybody mm-hmm. that kind of that comfort uh, prior to doing it. And then having that experience. So I, I hope to give you that soon once free agency passes, the draft passes we have those players or rookies or whatever it is in our everybody in our locker room locked down and then we can finally go into that process which i think i'm really excited about going into the new year with with the with the team with the players that we potentially could add uh this off season so since you went through the free agency process and you were a rookie last year do you have any advice that you would like to give free agents as well as rookies when it comes down to these processes right because these processes happen every every end of the season so every player is on a one season contract but what advice do you give rookies and free agents in these type of situations since you just went through being a rookie as well as being a free agent uh, I think the biggest advice is just the biggest one is just have a good time with it and get to know your teammates and, you know, hop in the locker room when you can and just go on to, you know, the chat and just talk and, you know, get your voice heard. And, you know, I, I probably wasn't the best person for that earlier last year because, you know, you're, you're new to something. You don't want to seem like you're overstepping your bounds, even not just in the Chicago locker room, but also, you know, in the chat on the, on the league chat i really didn't talk a lot because i was like well i'm new i don't want to step on toes but your best your best way to kind of get to kind of get integrated in is to talk and get to know people the other thing is just to you know keep up what's going on and 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 learn learn about this league and i think last year i was a fan before i got in i just watched it on tv so i knew the bare minimum 
But I think last year was my was my year. That was my learning tree year, like I call it. That was me sitting under the learning tree and just learning about the league, learning about the teams and how it plays, learning about the game because you know all the the, the the game engine I don't know much about. So I I learn about that and how that works. So the biggest advice is really just learn not just the league, learn the game, learn how things work, so you can get more and more involved. Whether it be you eventually becoming a coach, you eventually maybe become an owner, um, you doing games or doing a, the podcast like I did last year with Ben. You better just learn as much as you can and just have fun with it. Yeah. And I think, again, by you being able to, like all of us kind of putting ourselves out there and trying to see exactly who may be out there as well, like that was the part that would, I feel like a lot of people over oversee, right? Like you got to get yourself also out there. Not everybody can get to you. Um, so if you get yourself to initiate and again you could find different ways to interview people i'm sure when we did our show interview you know weeks before um who would have known that portland would be the destination you would you would end up being at right but i think you were interviewing me as much as i was interviewing you right to kind of see like is mm-hmm. this going to be if i did want to come here is this the type of situation i want to get into and wh- who are these people and, and what do they want to be able to accomplish and do I see myself fitting into what they want to do? So that I think it's pretty awesome. Um, kind of touching upon your goals for yourself. We asked you this before, but maybe those have changed now that you're with us, right? Um, but goals for yourself, mm-hmm. the season, the career. What what do you um, what do you uh, uh, see those goals end up being for those each of those categories? I think the biggest goal, and it kind of goes with team. I I, I want to win and. You know, you, Portland was two and ten last year, and like I said, this, you guys are an expansion team, and, and it's a young team. I'm a young player, so it's about growing, it's about getting better, and it's about you know eventually winning a championship. And I think the team that you guys are putting together, put together, and still adding to it, uh, we're not far off. I think we're closer than I think maybe other people in the league may think we're not, but think we're closer than we are. So I think the ultimate goal is winning a championship with this team for myself is just getting better. I don't, you know, all-star team is great. Like I know the all-star game is coming up this weekend. All-star is great, but it's just about getting better and be being the player that, you know, can help the team the most. I know right now I'm probably not going to be that awesome right now. <laughs> I'm still getting better, but, you know, how do I get better? And hopefully I contribute and things get better and we, we win some games. So I think that's the biggest goal right now. Yeah, and I think, I think again, right, like from what I've seen that the coaches have shown me on how you've been able to, to, to come into the organization, I think you are going to make an impact season one. Um, right, I've noticed in this game, this mechanics, like, the ratings don't always mean, hey, you're going because you're a 90, you're going to be a 90 type of caliber. Like, I think you're going to do really well. I think you're going to step in and, and find your rhythm early. And I think that you're going to grow into the play, just be even better than this here. And that's they can they can record this, take this to the bank. They can they can cash it later on in the season. But I think you're going to have a good season this season and, and you'll be able to grow off it. Um, having somebody as strong as Mel Davis next to you, I think you'll learn from him pretty quickly and be able to get yourself to the position and the place that we know you'll be. So I'm um, very excited to see that. Uh, anything in the sense of maybe getting back into, wink, wink, a podcast or anything of that sort? 
I mean, definitely. Uh, the one I did last year with Ben, it was really fun. And, you know, Ben Ben was like an encyclopedia of SFL. I know he did stats for games um, every, every week. So doing it with him, he helped me. And he helped me really learn about the league more. And he was just throwing out names and stats. And I'm like, okay, I, I definitely got to follow this guy. This, 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 I, got the, I got the right partner. This guy knows what he's doing. So yeah. that would oh, that will be awesome to do one again because I had a really good time doing it last year. Yeah, I think I think again with the Wildcat, um, the Wildcat show that you had, which was called uh, Gosh, why can't I think of it again? Uh, Wildcat was, Wisdom. With Wildcat Wisdom, right? And um, yeah. yeah, I think you guys started and and really was getting some traction to say like one of the shows like you know Inside the League or you know Access Live. Or you guys were getting that traction because it was different, right? And it was something that was coming in in a good standpoint. And I know when the issues happened in Chicago, which are now long behind us right now, now there's Los Angeles Lycans, but when that was happening, I know that kind of diminished what you guys were able to do and kind of gave a shortcoming to the show. But yeah, I hope when, you know, we've spoken about that, you coming into our organization, that being something that we want to do. And definitely I would want to, I want to see exactly how we can get that, happening with you so you're able to do the things you want to be able to accomplish as well right um so i think that'd be awesome now um thoughts about how free agency has gone so far right so now your name has been signed signed on the dotted line and now you're past that that line into an organization um what has been your thoughts so far of other free agent moves that you've seen um, throughout the league has any of them been surprises to you anything that was a shocker anything that you kind of already knew that was going to happen and not including yours neither um, don't say i knew i was coming to portland yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's just you know i i said this a lot on the podcast last year and i i think i said it every week there's a lot of balance in the simulation football league and you see it now teams the guys changing and like i'm gonna get some of the guys that i played with last year guys like kanye rockefeller going to dc um, I know a lot of guys stayed with Chicago slash LA now. Um, you know, the Ron Hoff, who's like a special teams master with San Diego. I think the signings that were made by a lot of teams is essentially just adding to what they already have. And if that's the case, and if you remember last year, there's a lot of playoff spots up for grabs the last like week or two of the season. It wasn't like set in stone who was going to be in the playoffs early. It came down to those last couple of weeks. So I feel like the free agency this year has been really exciting, and it's going to be interesting to see how these free agent signings work out with these new teams, especially with those these expansion teams and how they work out, because they're not looking to just, you know, be around and just be there. But, oh, it's this team. It's going to kind of struggle a little bit. These teams are coming in to try to win now and not just kind of, you know, wait their turn almost. So I think the signings have been really, really good. Um, and seeing some of the names, I know there's a lot of names still not announced. Seeing the names that like that has actually moved has been really, really interesting to watch. Yeah, I think I think some of the movement, right? Um, we knew movement was going to happen, right? Like we said, this league is a um, a one season deal, right? And seeing the folks that have have stayed and who have gone, I think it's interesting. I talked about DC's backfield now with. Uh, Kanye Rockefeller and Jack Russell from London, right? Like, I think that's a very exciting move there. 
You have Ricky Thornton, used to be a offensive lineman, now a strong safety for Tulsa. That's an interesting move. We talked about, you know, Denzel uh, Maverick coming back from retirement and coming to play for uh, San Diego. And Optimus Klein taking a tight end role. Jalen Wells now at fullback, went from fullback to running back um, to play with San Diego. Uh, Mufasa Kamau uh, leaving Fort Worth and heading over to San Diego. Uh, I think those are interesting stories. Ray Bentley going ahead and taking fullback is very interesting. Uh, how Greg, you know Greg Soto, Tom, Greg, Greg Soto, who was my OC in Chicago, going to Lone Star. Greg Soto became a go-to player for Chicago. So I think Greg Soto going to Lone Star, he automatically becomes probably one of their top options at wide receiver. So their exactly. receiving core just got a whole lot better. Greg Soto. Yeah, it, it ends up changing the dynamic, which I think many people didn't expect. That I don't think they expected that, um, you know, that Vancouver found their replacement. Uh, and again, you can't really replace uh, Rich, but what I mean is they found somebody who would take that wide receiving role. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's, nobody can replace Rich for what he was able to do. It's just now they were able to have that player in Kendra come through and now be a wide receiver for Vancouver Legion. Um, your your ex player Gerald, uh, ex teammate, sorry Gerald, who used to play for Chicago, is now playing with Vancouver. Uh, the brothers Ryan and, and Connor Weston um, are now playing with each other, so that's a huge thing. With Javier Vasquez leaving uh, St. Louis and heading to San Diego, uh, Fox Highwind heading to Mexico, uh, Wyo leaving Arizona and going over to Louisiana. Uh, them uh, Lone Star finding their replacement. Like I mean, all these storylines that I can keep on going. Carl, Chris <laughs> Joseph, the DN for London, uh, comes through after you know a mistake that happened within the league, which you know I don't really want to touch bases on, but just uh, an accident that happened that caused a, a player to have to sign with another team. So I think those are really yeah. huge storylines, and I think they're very interesting. Now. Taking outside of what you just bring to an organization, what, what message do you have for your teammates and your fans who you're coming into this new organization with? What are you? What are, what's the message you like to give those to your your teammates and fans? Uh, to my teammates, you know, the, the big message is let's let's have some fun, let's win some games, and let's let's just enjoy ourselves. I think this is going to be a big year for Portland. I think we're going to compete. Not just for a playoff spot, but I think we can compete for a championship sooner and later, not just now, but later. Um, and to the fans, you know, stay tuned. Cause, you know, it, it's going to be a good season. It's going to be an exciting season. Um, you know, you guys, Mel, Jacob, yourself, you, you guys are working to put together a great team. So, you know, the season's going to be fun. So, to the fans, stay tuned. Exactly. And do you have any predictions on what season 16 may look like? Um, do you have any predictions in the sense of maybe production uh, predictions or maybe new things you may see or any predictions on the season itself? See, I I was wrong a lot on my podcast of predictions, so I don't make it a point <laughs> to give them anymore because I was wrong constantly. Um you know, listen, it's tough to call this this league. And I say I said a lot last year and I still made predictions like a like a dummy and I was always wrong. But you know, Denver I think was the best team in the SFL last year and obviously they didn't make it to the, the, the championship game. I think going into this season, Denver still remains to me the best team. Baltimore won it all, so Baltimore is in that conversation. 
Um, I really do think that Los Angeles, the former Chicago Wildcats, I think they're going to come out the box really strong because you know, they keep they got a lot of players they kept over Chicago, but they also have a lot of new faces. Um, Louisiana's always going to be in the mix of Johnny Pickler quarterback. So, you know, predictions-wise, you know, it's tough to say. I do think Denver, Buffalo, uh, Denver, Baltimore, and uh, Louisiana will be in the mix for those in the top. And I think it's everyone else chasing those three teams in the whole league. Yeah, I think uh, I think those are pretty good predictions, safe predictions. I, you yeah, know, you had to get somebody <laughs> I'm, one time I'm called me Nelson Domus. I'm kind of hedging my bets right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody one time one time called me Nelson Domus, so. I think that's pretty funny. And lastly, <laughs> again, um, last thoughts. The floor is yours, right? Red carpet, everything else, right? Uh, anything that we missed, anything you want to touch upon, the floor is yours. Go ahead, KT. No, I'm just, I'm just really excited to uh, to join Portland. Um, I enjoy my time in Chicago, and you know, I do I do want to say that you know I enjoy my time there and the players there and my old teammates, and you know, got nothing but love for those guys and. I wish them all the luck in LA or wherever else they went and want to look team, but you know, it's time for new beginnings and um, this is my new beginning. I'm in Portland. I'm looking forward to staying in Portland for a long time, hopefully career and win multiple championships. I don't want to go to LeBron saying like three, four, five, six, but I do want to win multiple and I think we can do that here. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, this championship is what we're seeking for. This uh, consistency, this this competitiveness, and you know, uh, giving you a place that you feel that you can grow and, and and be valued as a person, not just a player. is huge. This signing is is like I said, one thing off of my shoulders that I'm fine. Like ah oh, yes, like you know, and I, and I I've, I've worked on the promo. Like for the folks that don't know, I do the signing promos. Um, so you know. getting the creativity and what's really awesome is actually between the signings that the re-signings and the um, current new signings that we did I actually did both of these with my wife so it was a really cool experience to really share with her and kind of get very get creative together and we've never been in that situation Mm -hmm. before where we do something together in that creative mindset and I think that was really fun and exciting because she is also a part of your story with your graphics that from your signing. I had an original vision. She gave me some ideas that I liked. We came together and collaborated on your promo as well as the collaboration for the promotions for the re-signing. So um, I think what you were able to give me, not just in the sense of, hey, we have a player who's going to be here for the long haul. We also got somebody like in connection to this, it allowed me to get, not just closer, but build a stronger bond with my wife. So I thought that was pretty cool to share. But I do the graphics. Um, so, I, I, again, just interesting stuff that I like to share with folks uh, through this period of time. But, KT, it's always a pleasure having you. This will not be the last time we're going to have you, right? We just got to figure out how we're going to do this. But um, definitely welcome to Portland. We love having you, man. And so excited to see what you do on Season 16. So with that being said, you have a wonderful evening, KT. All right. You too. Nelson, thanks so much again. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. So again, guys, it's it's such an exciting feeling to have 
new new people come in, right? To the folks that left us, you know, when Amon got signed, I reached out to Amon to say, "Great job, man!" And we really, really hope to see good things for you. And once a member, always a member of the fleet. And uh, and Connor Weston, right, going ahead and and finding a team because his main goal was to be with his brother. And we did the same thing on on sharing that love and and being professional, right? Like you, everybody has their goals, and we want to. We're happy to have those people be part of our legacy. And now. Uh, a KT is now part of our legacy um, with Portland going into season 16. So it's such a fun time. It's such a amazing feeling to bring in people and, and really build that bond and come together and, and, and really build for the future. So that that's exciting. Can't wait to see just what else free agency brings, right? Who else gets signed? What other position changes happen? Like we talked about a little bit earlier, but it it was again, Awesome, awesome, awesome tonight. Thank you again to uh, KT for making the adjustment to come be here to, to introduce themselves to the Portland fan base, to the Portland uh, family and whatnot. And then, you know, thanks for Mel Davis and Jacob Bovet for stopping by as well. Shout outs to you, Eddie Gage. I see you listening. So I do appreciate you always joining me on my shows. And again, I'll see you guys next Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. If you want to join us on, uh, you know, join the community, get involved. You can find us on Discord, Simulation FL, or you can go to simulationfl.net and click on there and get to the links and connect with everybody. Because I'm going to tell you, this community is not just based off of, hey, what your player does on the field, but it's also what he does outside. So with that being said, y'all have a safe week. Uh, Take care. And I'll talk to y'all next Friday. Good night.